and welcome to Ion Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss, your host, coming to you to the magic of, well, it's not really Zoom, it's StreamYard, but it's the same thing. It's remote, but we've got a great guest. Uh, we're going to talk with, uh, taking take a break from the usual parade of the politicos here. We have Kelly Cobb, who is the owner and president of the Birmingham uh, Woodward Avenue icon, the Hunter House, Hunter House Hamburgers. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. And this is, of course, the iconic establishment at Woodward, north of Maple in beautiful downtown Birmingham, across from the equally iconic Dairy Mat. And the full disclosure is uh, I love your onion rings. So let's, uh, let's get uh, move on. Though. I'm going to question, how, how did you come to own the local tradition? Well, uh, it's been in my family since 1982. Uh, my grandparents, Elle and Martha Papazian, bought it in 82. Uh, and it was run by my family. By them, they actually worked the counter. My grandmother, Martha, was the grill. Uh, she did all the books. Uh, she did everything. They ran it six days a week together. And my grandfather, Al, worked the counter and served people uh, in the community for, for uh, until 1996, really, when my grandmother passed away from cancer. And so uh, after that, it stayed in my family, moved to the next generation. Uh, my uncle ran it for a short time, and then my mom took it over. Uh, and back in, uh, I guess, 2012, 2013, uh, I moved back to Michigan. Uh, I had grown up here, obviously, and went to the University of Michigan, but I moved to Washington, D.C. And my mom begged me to come back and help uh, uh, grow the business and slowly take it over from her, and I did. And uh, I've been officially um, an owner in the company since, I think, 2019, uh, but I've been working for the company for for many years prior to that. Well, how, do, how does it feel to have a business that's not just a business, but basically a legacy? I mean, you know, if you wanted to, you couldn't turn the Hunter House into the Hunter House Vegan and Yoga Center. I mean, <laughs> how, how do you work and update and keep fresh uh, what's basically an icon? Uh, well, we're, I, I think of it like we're in the preservation business and um, it, it, it's, it's almost like running a nonprofit sometimes where, where the, the cause is something greater than just, you know, serving food. I was once asked, um, can you describe your concept uh, by somebody in the restaurant industry? And I said, this isn't like your average new restaurant that pops up where you describe a concept, some conceptual idea of something you want in your head. This is um, Hunter House is made up of the generations of people that have gone there from the simplicity of the food, um, from you know the nostalgia that people have that they, that they that they've carried. So Hunter House is not just an idea where we're going to present some new concept out there. It's a history and it's a story and it's made up of a collection of stories of literally the hundreds of people that eat there every single day. Um, and so that's why I love doing what I do because. I get emails almost every day from people around the country. I got one a uh, few days ago from somebody who said, I moved to South Carolina 37 years ago and I dream about your food. Can you just give me a recipe or some ingredients? I'd love to you know, be able to make it where I live. 37 years later, this person decides to go on our website, find it, thinking about the memories that they have there and uh, shoot me a note to, to say thank you for, for staying open. And um, so that's how I think about the restaurant. I don't think about it like uh, like I'm starting a new concept, you know, like a taco stand or, or you know, I'm, I'm going to open a vegan restaurant and here's the concept. 
it's it's so much more of that and it's almost out of my control right it's out, it's 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 in the hands of the people who go there who lived there who grew up eating there i once met somebody uh a couple of years ago who was about 45 50 years old and he literally started tearing up and said my first memory is eating a cheeseburger while sitting on the floor of your restaurant and 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 so that's really what I think of when I think of the Hunter House. It's not your average restaurant. That's well, Hunter House, you know, it isn't just a just a burger joint, I want to say. I mean, not to be prejudiced here, uh, but there is a McDonald's a few miles south on Woodward. Yeah. If it closed, it wouldn't leave much of a hole, okay? You know, I mean, nobody would, would – but the Hunter House is Woodward Avenue. And, of course, Woodward Avenue is, uh, you know, an icon of its own. And so – you know, you are inextricably, inextricably part of the, uh, you know, part part of what is the local, the local institution. Now, I will say this. You have made changes in the historic menu. You have added onion rings. And I'm going to just tell you right now that I almost got in a fist fight with Bluefield Township trustee Michael Shostak. He swears <laughs> by the tater tots. And, oh, no. So, you know, you you have uh, you have dueling fan clubs here. But how how do you um, make changes and freshen it up? And because, you know, last time I was in there, which was last week, it, it didn't feel old and musty. And, you know, you know, like the old days, it, it felt fresh. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. We, we've made a few changes to the menu. Um, we, we upgraded our milkshakes uh, a few years ago about five years ago to make them more premium quality uh, ice cream shakes. We, um, we've added things, sides like tater tots and onion rings to the menu. Uh, and a lot of that, those changes were made because we had the ability to make them by changing out some of our equipment. Um, because the old, the old Hunter House really only had some simple space to fry food in. And when we, when we were able to upgrade our fryers uh, because they died, um, we, uh, we added some more menu items that allowed us to do that, but we, we haven't changed much really at all. I mean, our, our, our meat is from the same meat packer that, uh, we basically opened the store with, uh, we use the same bun guy and we have for years, the same buns for decades. So all of our ingredients, uh, are very, very local. Actually, our pickles are even made in Detroit, our meat packers in Dearborn. Our buns are made in Detroit. Um, everything is, is part of the community and, and we buy them from small businesses deliberately. So our meat packers is a small business, for example. And that allows us to stay uh, very much connected to the community as well. But we don't make a lot of changes to the menu. And part of the beauty of that is the simplicity of our menu. And, and you, can, you can enjoy something and find comfort in really simple foods and that, that I think warms people's hearts in a certain way. You know, our, our, our burger has like four ingredients in it. It's really that simple. And, and so if you can do that uh, and you can succeed at that, why change it up? Why change it up? Uh, we've added hot dogs over the years and we have conies and, and we've made some fun sandwiches. We allow our staff to come up with fun uh, new, we call them specials. And they're sort of off-menu items. Uh, some we've added to the menu, like the Robcat Honey Burger, which has barbecue and bacon and two onion rings on the burger. But generally speaking, everything is made. We, we, we do those specials with things we already have in the store. And uh, we have not added anything really outside of the norm um, because we don't need to. And also because 
we don't have enough space to cook it all as it is. <laughs> so if we added something, we don't have room for new equipment in the store. Uh, it's so small uh, and, and, and we're already overwhelmed at the grill and we have the largest grill that we can fit in there. So we've kept it simple. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, it's it's well that I was able to, you know, able to get in. I know you have the outside seating, of course, uh, but, you know, when it's winter, that's a little tough. So you have been, uh, you, but you've been, you've been featured on uh, food shows, won awards, uh, you know. Did, did oh, Guy Gordon come by? I don't know. And if he doesn't, why not? <laughs> we, we, we have had a lot of local celebrities come through, and there are a lot of people. Uh, Jason Carr, who, uh, who's been on uh, part of TV and now has his own live stream show. He has been a fan for uh, years and years and years. He's in there all the time. A lot of sports figures come through. Um, uh, Chad Smith, who's with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the band, he grew up around here. His mom lives around here. And he comes back all the time. And when he comes back, he's where the first place that we go. We've had a, a number of politicians that have come through. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, they, they come through all the time. Um, uh, my most famous story or fun story was, it's a, it was a long time ago, but you may recall, Chuck, you'll recall, there was a debate in, I think it was 2008 uh, in Detroit amongst the Republican presidential candidates. And Rick Perry infamously uh, forgot one of the three departments that he would eliminate. I was there for that. <laughs> I was there. I was so, there. It was at Oakland U. Yes. Uh, and he had it named three. And they, they they all started with E's. And the crowd, we were all chanting, you know, energy, energy, energy. I was there right. for that. And, 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 and famously, he went on to run the Department of Energy. <laughs> yes. Well. But, um, but he left Hunter House and went to that debate. So I made up a story in my own mind that he loved the food so much that it distracted him for the rest of the night and he couldn't remember his own lines. Um, but we've, we've had a number of, of politicians come through, a number of celebrities come through. Um, a lot of the sports teams in, uh, that come in from out of town uh, that play downtown with basketball or football or whatever, they, they stay at uh, hotels in Birmingham very frequently. And so we get a lot of people from around the country who are athletes, professional athletes that come through and eat as well. So uh, it's been fun to see a lot of faces and names. Uh, our staff is offering, uh, you know, they'll, they'll have them sign their receipt and then they'll ask for a second signature somewhere else. Um, but it's, that's been part of the joy of, of being an institution like that is getting to, to see and meet a lot of people from around the country. They're famous. And like you said, we've had a lot of awards. We were, um, you know, top 10 burger in America. We were uh, the number one burger in Michigan from, uh, uh, I think it was Paula Deen magazine and Food, Net or Food Network magazine. Um, so we've, we've built a good reputation. Uh, our first write-up actually, um, and it doesn't get more Detroit than this, our first write-up ever, I think it was in the 80s, and it was in Car and Driver magazine. And it's because all the auto execs used to stop at Hunter House on the way to work or on the way home. And it became uh, sort of a place for car culture. And if you go there at night in the summer, there are cars, fancy cars, hot rods, classic cars, all parked throughout our lot. And so that tradition stayed the same. But the first review we ever got, doesn't get more Detroit than that, was in Car and Driver magazine. Car and Driver magazine. Well, I do know one. Uh, you mentioned politicians, 
who uh, did a did a short campaign uh, do-it-yourself video sitting at one of your picnic tables, although was very careful not to put any Hunter House logo to identify uh, in it, and that was me. So, so <laughs> well, and we had to be sure because we didn't want to, you know, get involved in that. But we had the the it was sitting there, and the cars going back and forth. This was one of the good ones, actually. So I, I had to do more. I had to do podcasts, you know, sitting here. But anyway, uh, do you find that you're a local celebrity? Uh, oh. You're the Hunter House guy. No, you know, I think um, people really love the brand in the Hunter House, and I really try to keep the focus on that. Um, I love doing, uh, you know, media like this show when people ask. Um, we've had we've been on all the major news channels as well, and and we've been written up in the paper. But uh, you know, I don't consider myself a celebrity at all. I just try and keep the place running and keep the people happy that come in, and try to keep those memories uh, alive or create new ones. And so it's really not about me at the end of the day. When I tell people I own Hunter House, it's one of my favorite things because they they kind of freak out for a minute, and then they tell me a story. They tell me a story about when they ate there or they tell me a story about, you know, a lot of kids go to high school and hang out there. So I get a lot of stories that way. And that's really my favorite part. But me, myself, you know, I'm I enjoy being the man behind the curtain, you know. Well, the uh, it's, a, it's quite a good curtain. And uh, so we're, we're going to take we're going to take a break here. We are uh, talking to Kelly Cobb, who is the owner of the Hunter House, which, as we know, iconic Woodward Avenue. We talk about Woodward Avenue culture and uh, a lot more besides. When we come back, we're going to take a break. Chuck Moss here on Ion Oakland. Don't go away. We will be right back. Back to Ion Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss, your host, coming remotely. And yes, this is this is my uh, this is my house. Unfortunately, yes, it needs to be cleaned. What doesn't? If you hear dogs barking in the background, that would be Archie the Wiener Dog and his friend Pepper, another Wiener Dog. Uh, when you want to talk about wieners, we're going to talk about burgers. We're going back to Kelly Cobb, owner president of the Hunter House Hamburgers, which is of course the iconic. Uh, everybody will use the word icon, but it is generally overused. But it is not overused. In this case, Hunter House. Welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate got a it. Question, got a question for you now. Um, there was a few years ago a talk that the Hunter House was going to be you know, torn down and the property used for a hotel or office buildings. And, you know, we got lots of hotels and office buildings, but only one Hunter House. How's that situation going? It's a very complicated situation. Um, it's, it's kind of a mess um, about... Uh, 17 years or so ago, uh, my uncle uh, sold the property, uh, unbeknownst to my grandfather, um, and effectively forged his signature on the deed over to him, and then he sold it. And he sold it to a developer with the promise that uh, they would recreate Hunter House in the bottom floor of a Hilton hotel with parking and everything that the Hunter House would need to operate. Uh, that ended up collapsing. And since then, we've been stuck in limbo, whereby we have uh, an agreement that's recorded with the county that's effectively a deed restriction on how the property can be used. Um, but we have not had a developer or anyone come through that is uh, really willing to build or able to build what we need in order for Hunter House to continue to operate there. So a few years ago, um, uh, someone purchased the property. 
they have the deed, but we have the, the, the contract and the, the agreement, the deed restrictions on what can be done with our property. Um, but uh, we've been going back and forth for years. And unfortunately, um, the agreement is not met. And so they're not providing us what we need to operate. And they're not providing us with what is in plain letter language in the agreement um, that they're required to. So it's, it's a really troubling situation, frankly. Um, it's been very stressful for my family and I, uh, but we, we know what our rights are. And our interest is in, you know, we didn't set this up. We kind of, we, we effectively took over from my uncle after this deal was done. And so we're working with the best situation that we have to try to solve the problem and make sure Hunter House in some form in that building, on that property or elsewhere can continue to exist. And right now we're just trying to make clear uh, to the property owner that these are our rights. This is what we need. And, and the beautiful thing about it is the completely um, unprecedented amount of support that the community has given us. Uh, it was the number one red story in uh, hometown for Birmingham Bloomfield Hills a couple of years ago was a story about the situation at Hunter House. Um, and, and we get notes every single day, customers, whenever I'm in there and they figure out that I'm, I'm the owner, they start asking questions. Um, people are very, very supportive of us. They don't want to see us go anywhere. Um, and, and, and we love hearing that. Uh, my hope is that we avoid litigation. Um, that's what I've been trying to do is just make sure that the agreement we have is met. Um, the city, uh, the city commission, unfortunately, uh, in November of last year, um, they, they signed a lease with the deed holder to develop the property into a, a larger building. Um, and they did so effectively in violation of the agreement that we have. And so we're, we're now up against the city who the administration doesn't want us there. They want a big building. Uh, and we're up against the developer that owns the deed. And so we're up against that. And what we have is a set of rights that are in, enshrined in an agreement that is recorded with the county that is tied to the land. And we're going to fight to uphold those rights no matter what it takes, in order to make sure that the community whose interests we serve uh, can continue to have Hunter House be a part of it um, for the foreseeable future in some form or another. So it's well, very good. complicated, but it is what it is. Oh, no, that's what it is. Well, I, I wondered about that to begin with. It seems like an awfully small footprint for a big hotel. I, you know, I'm mean, the Daxon is bigger, the, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they all are. But, you know, what do I know? Uh, uh, city commission majorities and um, city administrations change. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> they do. Hang in there. All right. Well, now I'm going to, you know, we're talking about moving, uh, you know, with the times. Uh, I know that there is a Hunter House food truck. Yes, there is. So we've had, uh, we actually opened our first food truck. We were like the first people to do it uh, in about 16 years ago, maybe. And it was a trailer. And we designed it because we 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 thought the, the building would go away uh, as part of this development. So as a temporary holdover until we could have the building be rebuilt inside of the future hotel, built this trailer to, to park and do events. We ended up that never happened, but we we had the, the, the trailer for years and years and years. 
Um, and then we built a new food truck out of a 1973 GMC motor coach, which is like a classic motor home from the 70s. And we, it, we made it into a food truck. It's so cool. It's so retro. And uh, that, that has been on the road for probably about five or six years. Um, and then a few years ago, we built another food truck that's, that's what's parked behind the store now. And that is a, a, a classic food truck. It's designed to look effectively like our restaurant. It's all white with the hamburgers across the top and a, and a window. We took a picture of the inside of the store, like you're looking in the window of the store. Um, and that's a primarily our food truck now uh, because it can do two events in a day back to back. It has a lot of capacity uh, and, and, uh, and we, get, we get booked all summer long. Every weekend we're, we're booked. So we've had at one point three food trucks and, um, and now we're down to two. And the, the retro RV being a 1973 motor coach, it finds itself in and out of the shop a little too much, <laughs> but, but we try our best to keep it alive and we bring it out for dream cruise so that, um, so that people can get served out of it. Dream Cruise. Well, 1973. I mean, that's only 50 years ago, you know, <laughs> half a century. I mean, if you were in 1973 with something from 1923, oh, that I think think about that as a uh, you know, yes, yes exercise. Yeah, yeah, that would be very weird. Um, now you say the Dream Cruise. Obviously, the Dream Cruise. All right, that's Detroit's Mardi Gras. Um, you always play a big role. What's on for this summer? Uh, what's on for this summer? Yeah. The same thing we do every year. You know, when we used to throw, we used to have tents all out front and we'd throw a party and we'd have bands and we'd have Elvis and we'd have all this stuff. And um, when I came in, um, we made the system a lot more efficient so we could serve food a lot faster. Um, I focused on, on that to make, to, to make sure the line stayed shorter. And that's been really successful in helping people get through and eat. Uh, when COVID hit, uh, we couldn't put the tents up. And we couldn't have Elvis and the bands and the people dancing in the parking lot and watching the cars go by. So uh, we skipped that, but we, we were determined to hold Dream Cruise as normal. So um, we put our food trucks outside and we just started serving out of the food trucks and put a, a fence up and people could pull in and park still. And that's actually been very successful because in prior years, people, cruisers couldn't eat there. There was nowhere to park. We'd get people walking, of course, and we'd have a party there, but we couldn't get any cruisers there. So now we've got a system where uh, we have place for people to eat. We have tables out in front. Uh, we have places for people to stand and they gather in the lots around us. Um, but we can also have people come in and park and, and, and drive into the lot. And we've got a really fast system down now where we can crank out food from our two food trucks uh, and it, and it makes for a much better party than in the past. So that's what we do. That's what we've done for a few years now. That's what we plan to do. We've got music always on. Uh, we've got a crowd in the street. We get all the funny and cool cars pull in to us and park. Uh, we last year we had the jet skis that were, that were on motorcycles. They like, you know, put them on a, a jet ski over a motorcycle we had the Batmobile there. The Batmobile. Everybody saw the Batmobile last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Batmobile was there for quite some time last year, um, and so and a lot of these classic car guys. It's really it's really cool because we once did a private party on the food truck with um, a guy who owned uh, multiple old cars, and I'm talking 20s and 30s. And um, the, the there's there's just such a nexus between the Hunter House. And the people who 
who, who own these classics. So they come through and they park and they leave their car and they pop their hood open and the people are eating and walking around and checking out the cars in the lot. And so you get a lot of classic cars in there now and it's almost like its own mini auto show for classics while you get to have a slider at the same time. So it's it's a really fun time and and we love being part of Groove. We really do. I'll have to stop. I, I drive my, I, I now have a classic car it was my 1994 Chrysler LeBaron that I bought in uh, 1994. And <laughs> the first time I drove it in the Dream Cruise, everybody laughed at me. It's like, get, that, get out there. Now, it's, now you're good, Chuck. <laughs> how do you have, how do you get a classic car, buy a car, wait 25 years? And uh, so I'll take it. Uh, now, it doesn't like to go real slow for very long. It overheats, but I'll, I'll bring it in now. Yeah. So now I know you have, you have four children. Are you, are you raising them up in the business? Uh, they, they eat Hunter house multiple times a week. <laughs> wow. They're all young. They're eight and under. And, uh, and, uh, you know, they, they love Hunter house. They love the milkshakes. They love eating chili. You know, my daughter is like uh chili cheese fry fanatic. Uh, the boys just smash the burgers. So, uh, it's fun having the business be a part of their lives. Uh, it was a part of my life when I was young. Uh, I, I it's my first job I ever had. I, and, uh, and, you know, I was young when I started working there and it's, it's a real, it's a real good thing to, to be able to pass down if they're interested. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, they, they come in with me, they, they kind of know all the employees, the employees all know them. They're part of the family. Uh, we, we don't say employees, employees, we, we call it the Hunter house family, all of the people who work with us. So they're part of the family too. And, uh, you know, one day if they want to take it over, they take it over. We'll see where it goes. Always good to good to keep uh, keep the generations going, but right. uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm a big fan of the chili cheese fries, which obviously I shouldn't be, but I am. Uh, now you're uh, we're talking about you know I'm obviously not uh, you know McDonald's you know they're day but I like uh, you know genuine Detroit style burgers. I mean it worked for pizza. This could be the genuine Detroit style you know burger. Uh, what about uh, you're gonna uh, like franchise it or anything, or is it enough having one? Well, <laughs> it's enough having one. We have, uh, we've opened a store in Ann Arbor we had for a few years, but that was a really hard market for us. Uh, and oh, it's yeah. a really hard market for every restaurant yeah. owner, I found out after we did that. Um, we have a partnership with United Wholesale Mortgage where we're a vendor up there on their campus. Uh, and so they serve burgers just to their employees uh, there. Uh, they, they're all big fans of Hunter House. But we really, you know, we really love just having what we know works and, you know, maybe one day down the road, there's a franchise opportunity, but there are so many places around Detroit that do the similar thing. I think of it's like mafia families, like, you know, there's greens and there's Bates and there's Telway and, and, and we all kind of serve kind of similar food. We all opened around the same time. There's a lot of little differences here and there, but, uh, but we're all very much part of our communities and, uh, and we're beloved individually. And so, we really like being a part of that. And I think my worry is, you know, you get outside of Detroit, like I opened in Ann Arbor, we had to, you know, slider to the rest of the world means just a shrunken down cheeseburger. They don't get yep. caramelized onions, smash the meat into it, steam the bun on top. They don't get that. So yeah, we had to no. explain to people in, even in Ann Arbor, what that meant. 
And so I really love keeping it local where everybody already knows what you're getting when you walk in the door. Well, they got to call it Detroit style something because if, if we could, right. look, if, I never knew there was a Detroit style pizza until a couple of years ago. I just bought pizza. <laughs> well, anyway, you uh, it's wonderful to see the, the Hunter House in its current form on Woodward Avenue. It is, like I said, it is iconic. Woodward Avenue, of course, as well. And Dream Cruise and uh, appreciate you and your generation now picking up the torch and bringing it along. It makes Birmingham, you know, Birmingham more like Birmingham, not like everywhere USA. So uh, thank you. And I will put in a shameless plug here. Hunter House Hamburgs and especially the onion rings. Woodward and Maple, just north of Maple. You can't miss it. Talking to Kelly Cobb, the owner president of Hunter House Hamburgers. Thank you for joining us here on Ion Oakland. Thanks, Chuck. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you to all of you. And we'll see you back here, right here on Ion Oakland.